Hi again, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in again to the podcast, where we take a look at the gospel reading from the day's mass. And we'll get straight into it today. We're looking at John chapter 7, verses 1 to 2, verse 10, and verse 25 to 30. Jesus stayed in Galilee. He could not stay in Judea, because the Jews were out to kill him. As the Jewish Feast of Tabernacles drew near, after his brothers had left for the festival, he went up as well, but quite privately, without drawing attention to himself. Meanwhile, some of the people of Jerusalem were saying, Isn't this the man they want to kill? And here he is, speaking freely, and they have nothing to say to him. Can it be true the authorities have made up their minds that he is the Christ? Yet we all know where he comes from. But when the Christ appears, no one will know where he comes from. Then, as Jesus taught in the temple, he cried out, Yes, you know me, and you know where I came from. Yet I have not come of myself. No, there is one who sent me, and I really come from him. And you do not know him, but I know him because I have come from him, and it was he who sent me. They would have arrested him then, but because his time had not yet come, no one laid a hand on him. So in verse 1 here, it says Jesus stayed in Galilee. Now that's where he does most of his ministry. If you have a look at a map, that's kind of the northern part of Israel. Uh, That's where he grew up, and it's where he does most of his early ministry. Sort of a country area with the Sea of Galilee. And that's where he's just been. In chapter 6, he was in Galilee. It says he could not stay in Judea. Now, that's the southern part of Israel, and that's where Jerusalem is. So, John here says he can't go to Judea or Jerusalem because the Jews were out to kill him. So, by this point in the gospel, if you've been following the gospel of John all the way through, the Jewish leaders want to kill Jesus, particularly the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem. And the reason for that is because they understand him to be claiming to be equal to God. And that's in chapter 5, verse 18. It specifically says they want to kill him because he claims to be equal with God. So John says it's not safe for him to go to Judea at this point, so he stays in Galilee. Verse 2, the Jewish feast of tabernacles drew near. So notice here it says Jewish feast. So John is writing to Gentiles and they probably don't know what this feast is. The Feast of Tabernacles occurred once a year, and all Jewish males were expected to go to Jerusalem for this particular feast. As we later learn, while Jesus is there for the Feast of Tabernacles, in some of his speeches he draws on themes from the Liturgy of Tabernacles. So he mentions things like water and light, which would have been at the forefront of people's minds as they celebrated the Feast of Tabernacles. So that's really interesting. Now, that's verse 2, and then in our lectionary today, it skips forward to verse 10. So, what happens in the verses in between? Basically, Jesus' family, his brethren, they try and push him to go to Jerusalem for the feast. And the reason they want him to go to the feast, if you read verse 3 to 9, is so that he can do more miracles publicly. They're trying to push him to do more miracles in Jerusalem. And they want him to stop acting in secret. His brothers who are probably quite fascinated by him, although they don't believe in him themselves, they 
want him to start doing more stuff publicly. Jesus refuses to go in that way. He says, no, I will not go up. And the reason for that is, he says, his time has not yet fully come. So he doesn't feel uh, comfortable doing it in this way. So we now get to verse 10, and it says, He went up as well, but quite privately, without drawing attention to himself. So he doesn't go up the way his brothers want him to, publicly. Instead, he goes up privately. He knows the authorities in Jerusalem want to kill him. So he has to be careful not to draw attention to himself. So he doesn't do these grand miracles with crowds that his brothers want him to do. So he goes up privately. Now that's verse 10. And once again, our lectionary skips a whole lot of verses. And in those verses, verse 11 to 24, Jesus is teaching in the temple. And some of the Jewish leaders have a heated discussion with him about all sorts of stuff. But they don't lay any hands on him. They just ask him questions. So we get to verse 25 in our lectionary today. And it says, some of the people of Jerusalem... So this is the general population of, of Jerusalem. So they, there, they're listening to him in the temple. We're focusing on the general population, not the Jewish leaders. They say, isn't this the man they want to kill? And here he is speaking freely, and they have nothing to say to him. So the locals notice that the Jewish leaders, they claim to want to kill Jesus. This is the guy they want to kill. But those locals notice that the Jewish leaders aren't making any decisive moves against him even though he's speaking publicly in the temple and they could make a move against him. Some scholars think here where it says he's speaking openly in the temple, that in that Greco-Roman culture, to speak openly, uh, that referred to sort of speaking in a very honest and direct way. So it's a special property if someone can speak openly. So here's their speculation as to why the Jewish leaders haven't taken hold of him. They say, can it be true that the authorities have made up their minds that he is the Christ? Or other translations have it this way. Can it be that the authorities really know that this is the Christ? So the locals theory as to why the leaders are not arresting Jesus is that they won't act against Jesus because deep down inside they know he's the Messiah. That's the locals theory. Now, the locals don't believe that themselves. They, on the whole, don't believe that he's the Messiah, as we're about to find out. But their theory is that the Jewish leaders believe he's the Messiah. That's why they're reluctant to take him. Actually, as we discover later, the reason that they don't take him is because God stops them from doing so. It's not because they secretly believe he's the Messiah. Verse 27, this is the locals talking still. It says, we know where he comes from. So by now, these people know that he comes from Galilee But when the Christ comes, no one will know where he comes from. So Christ means Messiah. Apparently the Jewish people at the time, at least some of them, had developed this tradition that when the Messiah comes, he would just appear out of nowhere. No one would know where he came from. They might have based that on some writings from one Enoch, which was not in the Old Testament, but it was a highly regarded book in that time. So apparently they believe the Messiah is not going to have perhaps an earthly origin. So Jesus is in the temple. He hears people saying these rumors and he says, verse 28, as Jesus taught in the temple, he cried out. So he proclaims this next bit quite loudly and forcefully. Yes, you know me and you know where I came from. So he affirms that they're right about that. But as he's about to point out, they don't really know where he ultimately comes from. 
He says, I have come not of myself. No, there is one who sent me, and I really come from him. So Jesus says here, I ultimately come from the Father. That's his true origin, his Father in heaven. And then he says this scathing comment, you do not know him. So know here in the sense of truly intimately knowing. Jesus says these Jewish crowds who don't believe in Jesus, who don't think he's the Messiah, they don't really know God. They don't intimately know him and his will. Verse 29, Jesus says, but I know him because I have come from him and it was he who sent me. So once again, as John has, as Jesus has been doing in John, Jesus is highlighting his own identity and his close relationship with the father. And that makes them very angry because he's just accused them of not knowing the father. Verse 30, they would have arrested him. So this is John's comment on what's going on. So the statements Jesus just said made the Jewish leaders very angry, and in normal circumstances, they would have arrested him at this, at this point, according to John. But John says this, he says, But because Jesus' time had not yet come, no one laid a hand on him. So apparently that means that God has a timeline of events for how Jesus is going to die and when he's going to die, and God is in providential control over this whole situation. So God will not allow Jesus to be arrested before the appropriate time. Apparently, God is protecting Jesus supernaturally. The Jewish leaders would have arrested him, but since it's not yet Jesus' time, God stops the Jewish leaders from arresting him, which is really interesting. And that's the end of the uh, lectionary reading. The very next verse, if you read it, verse 31, we learn that it's not all bad news. Some of the Jewish people in the crowd actually did in fact believe Jesus was the Messiah because they see his miracles and they work out logically that this must be the Messiah. So often you've got to be careful with this in the Gospel of John. John refers to the Jews and he sort of paints it as though it's like a blanket thing where all the Jews had the same attitude towards Jesus. But he's pretty much talking about the Jewish leaders, whereas some of the local Jews actually did accept Jesus as the Messiah. So it's just important to keep that in mind when you're reading John in particular. So how does this inform Catholic teaching? Well, there's one key reference to these verses, and that's in paragraph 583 of the Catechism, in Jesus and the Temple. And this is just a brief commentary on the fact that Jesus goes up to Jerusalem to celebrate the feasts. It says, like the prophets before him, Jesus expressed the deepest respect for the temple in Jerusalem. It was in the temple that Joseph and Mary presented him 40 days after his birth. At the age of 12, he decided to remain in the temple to remind his parents that he must be about his father's business. He went there each year during his hidden life, at least for Passover. His public ministry itself was patterned by his pilgrimages to Jerusalem for the great Jewish feasts. And that catechism reference links back to John chapter 7. The Feast of Tabernacles, which Jesus goes to in John chapter 7, is one of several that Jesus attends in his life, which would make sense because he's a faithful Jew and he has respect for the Jewish traditions. That's the end of the podcast today. Hope you learned something new from this uh, somewhat lesser known passage from John. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you again tomorrow. 